Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Ben Teal, founder of the Teal Agency. And if you want to learn how to connect with the best, you should be listening to Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Benjamin Teal. Ben is the CEO of the Teal Agency, a full-stack end-to-end analytics and tech agency. He's a mojito-loving philosopher, economist, and analytics and process systemization expert, and studied philosophy and economics at Yale. He's a Six Sigma master black belt with four patents on various formulas and algorithms. Guys, this is going to be an amazing conversation. Uh, so, Some of the people that you've heard here on the show, some of the uh, big name marketers. Ben is the secret weapon behind the curtain that's making all of their tech and analytics analytics work really smoothly. So I'm excited to have a conversation with them. But first, really quickly, if you are already a seven figure business owner, um, a you know agency owner or coach or consultant or real estate investor, something you know one of the above, and, and you know how much having a podcast could benefit you and your brand, but you just aren't sure how to get in and figure out all the back end stuff, and don't want to have to worry about the tech and and publishing and, and and editing and all that crazy stuff, then go ahead and have my team build something for you. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And uh, there's a quick application there. We'll jump on a call and see if we'd be a good fit to build out a show for you. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. 
Oh, absolutely, Travis. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead before we talk systems and all that stuff. Let's let's go ahead and talk a little bit of context and build some context for people listening. Talk to me about let's say let's say eleven, twelve year old Ben. Take me all the way back to you know what life was like for you back then. Home life, you know, family life, uh, school, uh, academics, athletics, all that good stuff. Oh, sure, absolutely. Back when I was twelve, uh, so uh, that's about the time that kind of my entrepreneurial spirit kind of kicked in back in the fourth grade, which would be a little younger than 12. Uh, for example, I got in trouble at school for selling garbage pail kids. Um, so I, I don't know if people in the audience are old enough to remember those guys, but you know, the, we, yeah, of course. Uh, I love those things, but I would take my dupes and I would package them up and I would take them to school in the fourth grade and I would sell them. And I, I got in trouble for that. Um, but you know, even back then, you know, I was, I was, I've always been a little bit of a nerd, but I've been a closet nerd. I was a really good athlete, 12, 13, 14. When I was 14, I was AAU all American baseball player and, and those sorts of things, but kind of nice. background, I was just always interested in, in academics and learning new things. Grew up in a fairly, fairly small town in North Carolina, Kannapolis. Uh, it's about forty miles outside of Charlotte, home of Dale Earnhardt. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people. The only reason anybody knows anything about Kannapolis because it's the home of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> nice. So, really modest. We grew up in a you know small house. House was, I don't know, seven hundred square feet. You know, me and my little brother, two bedroom. We shared a bedroom all the way up until we both went to college. Okay. And finally, my parents. After we, <coughs> excuse me, after we went to college, my parents finally bought a bigger house. <laughs> that's what they did yeah <laughs> um, so all the, all the way back then you know it's i was a nerd but i focused on athletics you know and and really just you know had to defeat the perfectionism that that kind of pervades my life sure you know, at, at, at an early age what did what did your parents do so my parents both uh worked in uh one worked in a cotton mill one worked in a denim mill yeah, interesting. So obviously the entrepreneurial itch, so to speak, was something that was really just built into your DNA, right? Like bringing stuff to school to sell to other kids, especially when you don't have those entrepreneurial influences at home. Is, it seems like something that was just kind of hardwired into you. So my question for you would be, do you think that entrepreneurship is something that can be learned or do you think that, uh, do you think that it's inherently you know, uh, something that's just a trait that you have? So I, I kind of think it's a combo platter. I think, you know, I, th I think everybody has a yearning to be free, right? And what happens is with freedom comes a lot of, uh, a lot of scary things, right? I, I started my career after I graduated college at Bank of America and I spent 15 years there. I was a senior vice president, uh, strategy executive, you know, I had a great career, but I was never truly happy. Right. I, I, I wanted to do something on my own. I felt limited in, in what I was able to accomplish because, you know, it's a big organization. But yeah. at the same time, going out and becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own agency or starting an online business or something like that is scary. You lose the safety net. Right. right? And to some extent, we've grown up, you know, kind of 
ingrained into, you know, the, the social safety net, you know, you go to school, you do the homework, you do the same classes with all your friends, you go to college, you do the class, you do your homework and that's the path you take. And then you go to work and then there's a job and there's, you know, somebody there to, you know, along the way to hand you a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And and especially in an environment like this, you know, it, for me, it's more, it, it would have been more scary to have had a job. Right. Because, yeah. Right. You know, people get laid off left and right. It, it, there's a sense of security, but that security is not really there. Sure. Yeah. It's the whole, it's the whole, you know, give a man a fish versus teaching a man to fish. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, once, uh, you know, and it was scary for me to step out there, but uh, I think, I think the thing that has to be learned is, is to look the fear in the face and say, I'm going to do it anyway. So if you have, if you have that yearning for freedom, there's all sorts of like side hustles and things you can start so that if something were to happen or if the side hustle takes off, you can step off that platform and know that you're in control of your own destiny. I mean, even me, my agency started while I was still working, right? I I had, you know, my first client, I was still working at the bank. So it, it, it kind of grew from there. And eventually I was able to say, yeah, I don't, I don't need this corporate life anymore. I got my own thing. Yeah. Right. So you, you obviously took a traditional career path by getting good grades and doing well in high school and then going to college. So what, what would be your advice to somebody who is maybe 17, 18 there in a similar you know path that you were on? They have that on those entrepreneurial tendencies and maybe they know, maybe even they know they want to end up in business and they're kind of deciding, you know, what should I be doing right now as a 17, 18 year old? Should I be enrolling in all the best schools? Should I be, you know, just like going, getting my hands dirty in a sales job? Like what, what would your advice be to a 17, 18 year old kid that, that wants to get into entrepreneurship and business? Sure. And, and I'm going to go anti Gary V on my answer. Okay. It, if you can get into it, so colleges are such that not every college is created equal. Yeah, if, right. If you have an opportunity to get into a decent school, go to school. If you are interested in being an entrepreneur, some of your first clients are going to be in college with you. Yeah, yeah. You The, the relationships that I built in college have lasted my entire life. And I have clients today that I went to college with. So I I would say go to school and, and really, you know, my, my whole thing a lot with particularly with tech and analytics is you have to hedge a little bit, right? So if, if you have a college degree from a decent school, it's a little bit of a hedge. If your first venture doesn't work out the way you want to, and you need an income, you know, there's always, you have, you have something to fall back on and say, well, I have a, an education from college XYZ. I can go get a job while I start my next side hustle. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed 
survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent Fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, right. And and that I, I like that you said that caveat at the beginning is like if you can get into a good school because yeah, schools aren't created equal and I think the the main benefit is all of the other add-ons that come with the school experience, not necessarily yeah. the knowledge that you're getting in the classroom. And I think that's really where the misunderstanding comes from because that's why people will, you know, settle for a school that maybe doesn't have all the other, you know, additions to them because they think that the the biggest value piece is the knowledge you learn in the classroom. And, and I just think that, I think that you're exactly right on that is that the, the best, you know, resources or the, the best results that you get from college probably aren't even going to be in the classroom. It's probably going to be from the connections that you have with maybe some of those higher tiered professors. If you're at a good school, or if you are able to make connections with any of the guest lecturers that they bring in that are of high caliber that they that, that a good school will have or or like you said just the connections with the other people that are there not to mention like somebody that's in your background that comes from a small town in a house with uh, parents who were laborers for a living you know like you get to if you get into a good school environment you get to connect with kids who maybe when they go home their dad is an executive at a fortune 500 company and you can go you know learn a little bit from those people who are connections that you've made from the other kids that are at the good school that you're going to. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think that that kind of sums up my advice for, for kids that are thinking about it for themselves is, is like, if, unless you can get into like a really good school, then it's probably better to, you know, go a different path and maybe go work for somebody for free or maybe, you know, do something like that. So if, if assume, let's say, assuming they can't get into a good school, what would, what would you say, like, how would you spend your first five years out of high school if you weren't going to go to school? I would tell, and uh, so I have a 12 year old and a 10 year old. And okay. so I've, I've already started with my 12 year old. I, I would learn how to code. And I would learn as much code as I possibly could. Hmm. The world is moving quickly towards all things technology. Yeah, and the skill set it, it the skill set itself is is invaluable. You know, I, I'm going to have my 12 year old working on a website, my one of my personal websites, for me today, just so he can get the the practice, and he's excited about it. You know, go places like CodeAcademy.com. The other thing I would do is tell you to find something you're interested in 
find somebody you know or somebody you don't know or somebody who knows who you want to know, get an introduction and and go offer to to shadow them. You know, get their yeah. coffee, you know, go get their dry cleaning, whatever they need, wash their car, just to just to have an opportunity to sit in and start to learn from that person so that you know you get a real world hands on experience. You know, it's it's you know, you know, it's kind of like it goes back to my my kids. They watch what I do every day and they get they get an experience and they get to learn from the stuff that they see dad do. Yeah. And so if you don't if you don't have that that opportunity like they have, you find somebody that, that is doing what you want to do and you figure out a way to learn from them. And yeah, that would be what I would do. Love that advice. So let's get a little bit back into your uh, story here. What, what came next for you after, after college, you said you went into kind of a corporate type of a job, but then you obviously started doing something, hustling something on the side. So what, what, what was like the first dollar that you made that didn't come from your, you know, J O B job? So way back when, before the, all of the Google algorithm changes, I call it the Google zoo. It was like penguin, penguin, panda, hummingbird, all sorts of little animal names they had. Before all of that, I had several content sites and it was just uh, ad arbitrage. So I would write content for these sites, things I was interested in. So there's a fitness site, there was a Caribbean site, there was one about Waikiki, Hawaii. And you know, I would write the content, get ranked very high in the search engine. People would come to my page, click on the AdSense ad, I would take the free click and turn it into a quarter and did that. And for a while I was, you know, making five, six extra figures on, on the side before all the Google algorithm changes. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, if somebody just heard you say that and they have absolutely no idea what you're talking about or how to get into that, uh, what would be, what would be the next steps for them? Like if somebody's, you know, working a nine to five right now and they're listening to this and they're like, man, I want to get an entrepreneurship, but I just don't know how to kind of break away from this job setting. But that sounded really interesting. How, how would you recommend they get started? Well, so the best, the best way to get started is to go online, YouTube, invaluable resource, Go and you know there are several YouTubers out there. If you just type in how do I how do I start online marketing? How do I become an affiliate marketer? How do I what what are the top ten best side hustles? And get an idea. And then I will tell everybody you know all of these courses that you can buy out there. Ninety five percent of all that information is on YouTube. So go to YouTube and just just beat it to death until you cannot find the answer to your next question. And at that point, go find somebody that has a course on it, find somebody that's already doing it and start asking questions. Yeah. Love that. So uh, talk to me about a little bit about Teal Agency. Where did the idea come from? How did you get started with that? So that's a, it's an interesting story. So after I basically got hammered by Google with all the search engine stuff, I created a a fitness product and online marketing proper where you're selling a product rather than just doing search engine stuff uh, is a lot harder than it looks sometimes. And so I joined, I took it and I, I realized I didn't really know what I was doing. And You know, I, I like to learn things. So I, I took some of the money I'd made from the search engine stuff and I joined a mastermind. Uh, mastermind was great. Uh, a lot of good connections there. But what what ended up happening was in order to get people to promote my online product, I would trade tech and analytics. 
I would say, I'll do, I'll, I'll build you X number of web pages. I'll set up all of your Google analytics. I'll do your split testing. If you'll just promote my product. So that could just kind of, it kind of spun for a while. I would get, I'd get people to promote the product, but it didn't necessarily do everything that I wanted it to do. And then one day, Tyler Bramlett, who is, who I think, you know, he came to me and he said, I will be your first client. Stop all of the fitness crap. You're just going to do tech and analytics. Hmm. Interesting. And, uh, so I jumped right in from then on out. And how long ago was that? A four and a half, five years, five years now. Okay. So you were literally just doing like direct response marketing for fitness offers. And then in order to try to get people to promote your offers, you offered to do some of their tech and analytics for free in exchange for promoting to their list or something like that. And then eventually one guy was just like, Hey bro, you're too good at this to be doing anything else. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I, the, my, my strength was right in front of my face and I, I didn't see it. I took somebody else telling me, look, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Right. Right. And how's it been going since then? Gangbusters. We've doubled in business. It was, you know, it started with Tyler and it's the, the number of clients each of the five years has doubled or close to doubled year over year. So it's, it, wow. it's been doing great. How, how big of a team do you need in order to be able to service that type of client base? Right now, we have about eight people that work at least part-time. We got four that work almost exclusively full-time. Uh, a lot of those guys uh, and girls, they have side hustles themselves. Yeah. Which, obviously, I encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we have a team of eight, and we kind of that, that process improvement, Six Sigma experience I have, we, we, scale, we scale with the client. So I try to keep everybody at about 85% capacity. We pick up a new client, we'll hire to be able to meet that client's needs and still be at 85% capacity. Yeah, that's awesome. So for somebody listening that may want to hire somebody that does like what you do, can you give us a little bit more insight into when we say tech and analytics? Okay, well, what exactly does that mean? Like, what exactly are you doing for me if I'm your client? Absolutely. So um, I'll kind of break it into two. On the tech side, it, it... this, the simple answer before the longer answer is if, if it is on the internet, we make it happen. If you want an online store that does things that maybe Shopify can't, we build, we'll custom build that for you. If you don't know the best server or hosting solution uh, for what, for your website and based on your traffic, instead of going to one of the cheaper, you know, host everything places, we'll set up your hosting and do all of that for you such that your site's online. 24 hours a day, we do building out sales funnels. You know, for example, you know, we'll build the pages, make sure they're all hooked up. We do, we do some streaming type stuff. You know, so if you want to, you don't want to use YouTube, you don't want to use Vimeo, you want more of a custom solution. We do all of that. So really just anything custom um, yeah. that you want. And, or if you get tired of like, you know, I know everybody loves ClickFunnels, but if you get tired of some of the limitations of ClickFunnels, you say, I, I got to get all of my stuff off ClickFunnels. I got to have better all of this. We'll take all of your stuff. We'll rebuild it uh, outside of ClickFunnels and it, it'll function seamlessly. Um, got it. So even connecting everything with, you know, like your email platforms and your merchant accounts and your CRM and uh, like having it all communicate with each other, like you essentially just make sure everything's firing on all cylinders. 
Absolutely. And, and probably the, the, the thing I would say that really differentiates us from other people that do similar things is you don't have to speak tech to me for me to understand what tech you need. So Got it. Got it. If you come to me and say, I just want this email to go out after a customer has a declined recurring payment. Hmm. Okay. That's all I need to know. And so you don't have to worry about you know all of that stuff because we, we do it so much. And, and like I said, my, my initial background online was as a marketer. So I speak marketing, I speak the business stuff. Yeah. Right. I also speak the tech. So when I go talk to our development team, I can say, this is what I want it to do. And I can speak their language. I can be, I, I, I'm your translator in a sense. Yeah. Right. Got it. Got it. So who is your like perfect client, your ideal client for this business? So my ideal client right now is someone who is in the uh, upper five, uh, lower six figures that's really wanting to scale and tech or data is their bottleneck. You know, it's uh, from a personality standpoint, you know, people that are similar to me, which is true of a lot of people, you know, it's kind of laid back, understands what they want, understands that they want to, they want freedom and they, they, but their constraint is their site just doesn't do everything they want it to do. They don't understand all of the things they need to understand in their analytics and they don't want to have to learn it. They don't want to have to deal with it. They want it kind of hidden from their life and know that it's taken care of with, with a, a professional touch and with somebody that knows what they're doing. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you say, you say like high five figure, six figures. So these are people that are trying to scale, but just can't get past some of the tech issues that they're having. So they don't necessarily have a problem with their lead gen. They don't necessarily have a problem with their sales. Just kind of have a problem with like making sure their backend is even working properly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know, they know they could be making more money. They just don't know where they're losing it. Got it. Really is where it, what it comes down to. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Well, hey, look, I'm, this is the Build Your Network podcast. We talk a lot about relationships and all that stuff. And we've kind of glossed over some of those things uh, just throughout the uh, entirety of this conversation. Uh, but I'm curious to hear your answer to this question because it's the one that I ask every guest that comes on the show. Who you know or what you know, Ben, which of those two is more important and why? So I'm going to say who you know. If you would have asked me this a decade ago, yeah. I, would have said, I would have said what you know. But... It, you know, uh, just going back through through my story, you know, even uh, even at the at the bank, I, I was hired by a good manager, and his relationships helped me progress my career at the bank. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I would not be a successful entrepreneur had I not joined the mastermind and hmm. had Tyler tell me that this is what you're going to do. I wouldn't be on this co- this this podcast had I not had the opportunity to meet Joel Marion. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and through Joel, be put in a room with you and, and be introduced to you. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I think that, you know, knowing the right people, you know, you know being smart helps. But sure. Yeah. You, you have to, you have to be competent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the thing is understanding that there are other people out there. Like to me, to me, the, what, you know, is just, especially now with the age of information that we live in, it's just not as difficult to get that knowledge as it used to be. 
So you're, you're not as special, specialized as you think you are most of the time. And there's probably like, even though you might be really good at what you do, there's probably somebody out there that does it better. So if you're only relying on your knowledge to get you the opportunities, then it's just not going to be the best source for those opportunities to come through. So you have to have those relationships. You have to have that who you know aspect added to the knowledge and the skill set that you have. And, and because some people get me wrong when I ask this, Ben, because like, I, I, I'm not trying to tell people or convince people that you shouldn't work on your craft and you shouldn't be good at what you do. That's that, that to me is just like a prerequisite, prerequisite. Like you, you should always be perfecting your craft. You should always be trying to become the best at what you do. But the bottom line is if you don't have the relationships then you're never going to be able to showcase what you right. even can do. Right. 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 You won't get that. You just won't get the opportunities. It's sure. just a fact. What, what are some of the things that you look for in a mastermind? We've talked about masterminds a little bit and, and it's something that I talk about fairly frequently on the show. So I think it's something that my listeners are familiar with, but just for somebody out there that may not be, what, what do you look for in a mastermind? What do you, what do you like? What are the qualifications you look for before you join something? Cause obviously the group that we're in together costs a hundred thousand dollars to be in and it's not a small line item on the expense sheet. So what, what would you, what would you say would be some of those qualifications that need to exist in order for you to join a mastermind? So for me, there, there are two and, and they're, they're completely opposite of one another. I have joined masterminds where the group, uh, the group was teaching something that I wanted to know. So it goes back to, you know, how do I hone my skill set? And so that, that particular mastermind, the educators, their, will help me improve something that I didn't, I, I don't know well enough or that I just need to, to know better. And the other is, uh, will the people, will the connections I make in the room help me? Can I, can I help those people? And can those people help me? Right. Is there, is there a trade off of knowledge? So the group that we're a part of one of the, one of the things that really, stood out to me was there, there wasn't a lot of people that do what I do. Right. So there's, there wasn't a lot of tech and analytics people. There were a lot of marketers and right, uh, right. Do various different things. And so I, there, I know that there is value that I can provide to that group. Sure. At the same time, there are connections that I can make in that group that will help me grow my business. Got it. Yeah. Th- those are, I mean, I, I love those, man. Those are really, those are really good. And some things that not a lot of people talk about is uh, especially that second one where, you know, how many people are, cause I think a lot of people will join groups because there's a lot of people that do the same thing that they do, not because there's a lot of people that could use what they have to provide. So that's a really, really good way to yeah. look at things there. I, I would say that if you're going to join a group, one of the, one of the things you really need to look at is can can you add value to the people there? I, mm. I think a lot of I think too many people will join a group looking to suck the value out of the room. All yes, the right. And you know you want to be able to go into that room and confidently provide value to others that you know and have that give and take instead of you know just kind of being a leech and trying to suck everything you can out of it. Yeah, and I, and I think those people never really make it very far in groups like that anyway, you know, because people can snip that out from a mile away, especially the higher level of the groups that you get into. Well, Ben, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Is there anything that you would like to leave listeners with? And then in addition to that, let us know where we can connect with you the best. Sure. What I would, what I would tell the listeners is if, if you are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, do it, just do it. It's going to be scary. Look your fear in the face, do it. I, I have, 
believe it or not, crippling social anxiety. I, I go out and I do these things and I talk to people and I join these masterminds and it's, it's hard for me and it's scary for me. Just go do it. You know, the world won't end. You have, you have to battle and defeat the fear. And the other thing I would, I would say is, you know, find connections, meet people, talk to people. You never know who you're sitting beside on a plane. Talk to those people. It could be not only your next client, but that guy could know 15 other people that, mm. that you should be talking to. So to definitely make those connections. And then obviously, if you'd like to connect with me, if you need some help in tech, you need some help in analytics. You, if you just want to talk about business, get some advice. You know, if, if my story kind of resonated with you, com forward slash schedule. You can uh, set up, grab 30 minutes there. Uh, doesn't cost you anything. I'll be glad to talk to you. Perfect. Teal Agency, T-E-A-L, tealagency.com slash schedule. Guys, I hope, that, I hope that you take advantage of some of these opportunities. We have so many awesome high-level people that come here on the show and tell you the exact way that you can get a hold of them and reach out to them and talk to them and have conversations with them. So I hope that you are taking advantage of some of these opportunities. Be sure to reach out to Ben. Like I said, he's, he's, he's the guy that makes a lot of things work for some of the top marketers in the world today. So reach out, ask a question or two if you got them and uh, tell them thanks for coming on the show. Ben, thank you, man. For appreciate you for, for hanging out with us for a little bit. Really enjoyed our conversation. Absolutely, Travis. I enjoyed it too. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want more advanced networking strategies as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high-quality entrepreneurs in the group, dozens of video lessons on networking, monthly calls. There's accountability crews, and more, all for the low investment of just $99 a month. So head over to BYNInnerCircle.com to jump in. That's BYNInnerCircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.